Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking all about honeymooning during the holidays at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And when I say holidays, I mean not just the actual calendar holidays, but also these various special events that Disney has now packed into the regular calendar, including things like the marathon in January at Walt Disney World and in September at Disneyland, and also things like the Flower and Garden Festival and the Food and Wine Festival. Today, I am joined once again by Christy Summers, who is a Magical Day Weddings mentor and had her own fabulous honeymoon at Walt Disney World and, like me, spends a lot of time at Disneyland. So hopefully between the two of us, we can put our heads together and come up with some fun ways that you can take advantage of the holidays during your honeymoon. Welcome, Christy. Thanks for having me back, Carrie. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah, I think this is going to be great. I know you guys, you're planning a trip for Christmas, aren't you? Yeah, 16 days. I'm really excited. <laughs> wow, that's like honeymoon length. <laughs> I know, it is. Actually, I think it's longer than our honeymoon. So every trip we go, somehow we end up adding a couple more days, you know, how the Disney math works. So <laughs> That's great. Well, first, let's just talk about what makes a trip, and especially a honeymoon, different if you go to Walt Disney World or to Disneyland during one of their special events or during the holidays. Um, I think the first thing I think of, because this is my own personal pet peeve, is crowds. And definitely be ready for crowds if you are going over 4th of July or the two weeks around Christmas or even the whole month of December, I would say, is pretty busy. But the two weeks, especially at Walt Disney World and Disneyland, are very busy. The first thing to keep in mind is that there will probably be larger crowds because of the special event or the holiday. Now, something like the marathon, it does get crowded on marathon weekend, but it doesn't mean that the whole two weeks on either side are going to be bad. Right, right. Well, and I think, too, with some of the special events like food and wine and flower and garden, you can find times within those big, longer time frames that aren't quite as busy. Right, definitely. And I found that May was actually a great time to go, which is one of the months that they have flower and garden. So that can be good. And then food and wine, it seems to me like it's always really busy, but I'm always there in October. And I think if you went maybe during the last week that they have in November, and sometimes they even go two weeks into November, it might be a good sort of shoulder season before the Christmas stuff starts, but after the Halloween stuff. Yeah, and well, and I think you have to kind of gauge, you know, what busy to you is. So, um, you know, 4th of July crowds are going to be incredible, insane. <laughs> Same thing with Christmas week, right? That, that week in between Christmas day and new year's day, that's their busiest week of the entire year. So, um, so I, I think even though it might be more crowded than say, if you went around uh, labor day where it's notorious for having hardly any crowds, then, um, you can still find ways to manage through it. I think, you know, it, going in October or, um, um, you know, maybe even around Halloween time itself. Definitely. 
Another cool thing about going around one of these holidays, manufactured or a calendar holiday, is that there are often a lot more special events going on. Not just the actual event like the marathon or food and wine festival and all the different seminars, but then extra things like D23, the Disney Membership Club will often plan events that coincide with food and wine or Christmas or whatever. Or another one would be Tables in Wonderland. If you're a member of Tables in Wonderland, which is a discount program for dining at Walt Disney World, they often will time their special dinners. They'll either have like, oh, the chef at the wave puts on a special menu, or they'll have a party inside the great movie ride. Often those are on either side of a major event at Walt Disney World. So that can be another thing to take advantage of while you're there. And I think doing all of those little extra special things outside of what you would normally do um, on a Walt Disney World trip, it just, it helps to create those special memories and moments, not to sound cheesy, but, but it is, it's your honeymoon and you want those special things that you can do uh, that you maybe wouldn't normally do on any other ordinary trip. That's a good point. And especially if you're someone who goes to Walt Disney World or to Disneyland a lot, you know, maybe you're a local at Disneyland and you go all the time. Well, if you go at the holiday, it's a little bit extra special, like you say. If you go to Walt Disney World all the time, going during one of these periods can make those memories that become annual memories. I mean, you're always going to remember at Christmas that your honeymoon was at Christmas and you were at Walt Disney World. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, for for us, ours, I love fall, and I love fall almost as much as I love Disney. <laughs> and so, I really wanted to get married in October to have it, you know, be around the fall season. So when we went to Walt Disney World for our honeymoon, and it was fall, and so now whenever I start to see the the decorations coming up around that time of year at the Magic Kingdom and um, Food and Wine Festival coming up. It, it does, it brings back those memories from our honeymoon. And I always want to go back and look at our pictures from it. And, um, you know, then that way, when we plan trips in the future, then we sort of do things to fortunate for us, right? Our anniversary is always going to fall in that time of year. So <laughs> we always have an excuse to go back during that time of year. So, <laughs> so, That's a good point. <laughs> so then we get to do things that sort of, you know, we remember doing from our honeymoon or things that we could sort of, you know, make bigger and grander on, on an anniversary trip, possibly. Definitely. So then let's talk about some of the holidays and special events that you can take advantage of when you go to Walt Disney World or to Disneyland. I think one of the first things people think of are the special extra cost parties that they have at the Magic Kingdom on the East Coast and at Disneyland on the West Coast. Uh, Magic Kingdom has a Christmas party and a Halloween party at Disneyland. So far, we only have the Halloween party, although rumor is they're going to start monetizing Christmas (laughs) for us, too. (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, one thing that occurs to me right off the top of my head is that if you do go at Halloween and they're having Mickey's not so scary Halloween parties at Magic Kingdom or the one that they have at Disneyland, it's the only opportunity you will ever have to wear a wedding dress inside either park unless you're paying gazillions of dollars for a photo shoot or you're paying gazillions of dollars to get married in there. So if you're desperate to have a picture of you in your wedding dress in front of Haunted Mansion, that would be a great time to do it. Uh, The other thing is there are tons of different characters out who aren't normally out. So if you're a character fan, you can go around in your wedding getup and get your pictures taken with a ton of different characters. That's a really great idea. It'd almost be like a trash the dress kind of session, though. You'd have to be wary of wearing your dress in the park, right? So maybe bring a spare. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know just wearing a fake wedding dress when I went as the Haunted Mansion bride, that thing was, if not trashed, it was certainly very sweaty by the end of the night. (laughs) It is Florida. (laughs) 
And then the Christmas parties, of course, have all kinds of extra fun with the you know same type of idea. They have special fireworks. They have the characters out and about. And that could be a really fun memory to make on your honeymoon, too. Yeah, definitely. And then also, I know that we've talked about it before on previous shows, but I just want to make mention that the fireworks displays for the holiday parties, both for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party and for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, they're incredible to be seen from afar because they have the perimeter fireworks. So I would say, um, you know, maybe just adding to that time of year, trying to either book possibly a dinner reservation at like California Grill or Narcoose, somewhere where you'll have a view of the fireworks, or even just going over to the beach at the Polynesian, um, maybe after dinner, have, you know, get some drinks or something at, at, the, at the bar in the Poly and just go out to the beach to watch it. Because then you can also sort of hear the audio if you sit near the concierge building, the Hawaii building. I think that could just add those nice little romantic touches too. Um, even if you do go to the party one night, it's something you could do maybe another night. That's a great point. And if you're at Disneyland and you want to see the special Halloween fireworks or the Christmas fireworks, you can see some of them from a couple other places outside Disneyland. One is at Catal, which is the upstairs restaurant on downtown Disney. You can see some of the high fireworks. And then also from the new Carthay Circle restaurant, there are about two seats on the balcony out there from which you can see a good <laughs> view of the fireworks. Um, so, But you can request them. And then also we've talked in the past on shows about honeymoons how you can book a fireworks cruise at Walt Disney World where you're out on a pontoon boat either on the lagoon outside of the Magic Kingdom or under the bridge at Epcot to watch Illuminations. And that would be a perfect marriage of the spectacular new fireworks show that you don't you normally get to see plus the fireworks cruise. That would be a great time to do one. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then an, another thing, too, you know, just being that time of year, something you could book all the time are the carriage rides. You can book them all, all throughout the year, but the one over at Fort Wilderness to do it during that time because the campers sort of camp out and decorate their entire campsite. And so then you have all of the Christmas lights around and, you know, it's nighttime and hopefully it's chilly out because <laughs> because of the time of year. And then you have that that nice carriage ride through all the twinkling lights. Definitely. And you can also stop in out there at Fort Wilderness. They usually show a movie and they have like a sing-along and they sell s'mores kits. So you could make a whole night of it. You could do that and take a carriage ride. Uh, and then at Halloween, they have haunted carriage rides. So if you're into Ooh. that spooky kind of stuff. <laughs> um, another Christmas idea is a lot of people's favorite is to tour all the deluxe resorts and check out their Christmas decorations, which include usually a life-size gingerbread house at several of the resorts or a gingerbread carousel. But um, that can be another fun thing that's something you wouldn't normally do that maybe on one of your off days from your honeymoon where you're not, you know, pounding the pavement and hitting all the parks, you could just take a leisurely tour of all the resorts. Yeah, definitely. We, we did that last year when we went at Christmas time for the first time. And it was a lot of fun. We're actually, even though we've already done it, we're planning to do it again this year because they always change things up, you know, a little bit at each of the resorts each year. Yeah, that's a great idea. And then another kind of tour you can do is one of the paid tours that they have at Christmas time at Walt Disney World and also at Disneyland that will take you around to see the decorations in the parks. Now, the ones at Walt Disney World, there are even certain tours you can do that will take you backstage to the 
decoration barn or whatever, the holiday barn, I think it's called, where you can see where they store the holiday decorations all year and learn about all the stuff they do. I mean, they work on them year round. It's pretty fascinating. So that can be a great thing because Christy and I are big advocates of taking tours when you're on your honeymoon because it's another sort of unusual thing that not everybody does. And here you can incorporate the holidays. Yeah, definitely. You And I think that tour where they go backstage, is that one of the Christmas tours or is it just the backstage magic tour? Do you know? Well, when we did the D23 event, was it last year? It was a modified version of the Yuletide Fantasy Tour, I think it's called. And it's devoted to Christmas decorations at the parks. So they take you to all three parks and show you Christmas decorations, and then they take you to the Holiday Barn. But then I think the Holiday Barn is also on one of the standard tours, too, or something like that. So you have a couple opportunities. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I remember we were on that tour with you last that's year. That was a lot. That was a lot of fun going back there to see all of that. And then another Christmassy idea I had was um, I know a lot of people like to get an ornament every year. And boy, if you're on your honeymoon and you get a Christmas ornament that commemorates your wedding or your honeymoon or each anniversary, you could start a whole collection and every year collect a new ornament to celebrate your anniversary when you go back. Is that something you did, Carrie? <gasps> it is. <laughs> we did too. <laughs> um, and at the holiday shop in downtown Disney, they'll personalize them for you, right? Or did they cut that off when they cut off the ear personalization? <laughs> no, they still do that. They will still personalize it for you. And I think they'll either etch it depending on the the type of material that the ornament is or, or they'll paint it. Okay. Um, Another thing that happens in the fall, and we touched on a few minutes ago, is the Food and Wine Festival, which offers a lot of opportunities to do fun stuff on your honeymoon. One thing that comes to mind is actually if you're going out there for your wedding, you can make a bachelor or a bachelorette party out of the game of eating around the world by going to all the different booths or drinking around the world, which I suppose you can do at any time of the year. But during Food and Wine, there's so much more stuff that you can do that it makes a fun kind of crawl to do with your buddies if you're there before your wedding. Yeah, definitely. I think every time we've been there, we we we, we pass by either a bachelor or bachelorette party at some point. And <laughs> they look like they're having a good time. <laughs> and even just on your honeymoon, I mean, maybe, well, the booths change all the time, but maybe you have a favorite booth that you went to on your honeymoon and then you go back to on your anniversary or you try a different cuisine or uh, I don't know. I've always thought it would be fun to eventually go to all the real countries that are represented in Epcot. So that could be inspiration for future anniversary trips. Oh, yeah, definitely. I never thought about that. I think I might have to talk to my husband about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then another special thing that you can do during the Food and Wine Festival time over at Epcot are the seminars that they offer. So they have food tastings and chefs come in and prepare a dish and uh, show you how to how to prepare it yourself, I suppose, if you're so inclined, or they have um, the mixologists come in and show you how to make cocktails or um, people from different wineries and um, breweries. I couldn't think of the word. They'll have people from different breweries come in and talk to you about different beers and wines and, and all sorts of different things. But those generally you need to book in advance. So I would just take a look at the, at the Disney website and see what type of seminars are offering. And that's a good point because if you are interested in making traditions like the ornament tradition or whatever, if you did attend a seminar where you learned to cook a certain dish, that dish could be the one that you make on your future anniversaries that remind you of your honeymoon. Or maybe you find a wine you like or a kind of beer you've never tried before and that kind of becomes a signature thing that, again, reminds you of your honeymoon and what a great time you had. Mm-hmm. It's all about an excuse to revert back to the honeymoon or go back again and try it, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
And then another thing they offer during Food and Wine is the Party for the Senses, usually one a week, and then the 3D, I think it's still called this, Dessert Discovery something-something party, which is sort of like Party (laughs) for the Senses, but it's all desserts. And that comes with a viewing area, a special viewing area that's set aside. And it's not going to be as intimate as if you just booked your own dessert party or whatever, but it can just be a fun, another fun thing that you can add, especially if you're not quite sure if you're interested in party for the senses. The dessert party is sort of a similar idea, but it's a lower price point and it's an easier entry. If you're not ready to commit to an entire evening of eating, you can just do the dessert party and then get the fireworks view. Which realistically, it's all about getting to the dessert anyway, right? So, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Just go right to it. Another special event that Walt Disney World has introduced in the last 10 years or so is the Flower and Garden Festival. And while it's not, it doesn't have quite as many activities as the Food and Wine Festival, and I would venture to say is not quite as popular as the Food and Wine Festival, it is a wonderful excuse to deck Epcot out in its finest. I mean, they bring in flowers and plants and trees and they do, um, what are those called? Were there horticultural sculptures? Topiaries. Topiaries. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think that would be a wonderful time if you're thinking about doing a photo shoot when you're on your honeymoon, like a just married shoot. That would be a great time to do a shoot in Epcot because every country, they're already great looking, right? Well, now they're dripping in flowers and they're just amazing. The color bowls in Italy are a fantastic backdrop. The different topiaries would be fun to get your picture next to. So if that is something you're considering doing and you're going to be there in April or May, uh, I think that's a that would be a fun thing to do on your honeymoon. That, you're right. That That is the perfect time of year to do a honeymoon photo shoot over at Epcot because it's gorgeous. I love the princess topiaries where they have, you know, Cinderella and Prince Charming sort of dancing together and Sleeping Beauty and Prince Philip, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Prince Philip dancing together. It's so pretty. Yeah, so great for photos, especially if you like characters, or if you're like my husband and you like to mug in photos, the topiaries are great for doing gag shots. <laughs> uh, so another really popular type of event that started to spring up are the marathons throughout different times of the year. So I think there's one coming up for the Tower of Terror 10-miler, and then there's another one soon after that for the, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the food and wine themed one. Oh, yeah. And then there's the Walt Disney World Marathon in January, and there's the Princess Half Marathon soon after that. And then over at Disneyland, we have one around uh, Labor Day weekend now. And then there's another one, the Tinkerbell Half Marathon that they started doing in January, February. So um, the whole Run Disney program has become really popular. And and so they're starting to incorporate more events around each of the marathons. So um, pretty much any time of year that you want to go, most likely you can find some type of um, marathon to do. And it might help to keep you, you know, motivated training for the marathon to help you get in shape for your wedding. You know, possibly just an idea there. Good point. Yeah. And then I think, you know, possibly you do it together. Or one of you does it and you cheer the other one on. And um, some couples are athletic like that. <laughs> For my husband and I, it would probably be him running and me cheering him on on the sidelines. But, you know, just sort of, you know, the, the whole teamwork thing, that's the word I'm looking for. That That's kind of what I wanted to drive for, uh, toward. And it's something that you probably wouldn't think to do on your honeymoon, but you're at Disney World and you're going to do tons of things on your honeymoon that you wouldn't think to do anyway, right? So why not try to incorporate that in? <laughs> 
Definitely. And I've often thought about how they have these parties after the marathon's over where people who are in the marathon and then their friends and family, and I think anybody who's interested in going to celebrate with them, they close the park down and you get into the park after it's closed, after the marathon's over and you celebrate. And boy, if you're like me and you only run when you're being chased, I think that would still be a really fun thing to do (laughs) because doesn't sound like you actually have to have a registration to buy a ticket to one of these parties. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know all the details on how to get into the party, but they do look like a lot of fun. So it's pretty well known that, and I mentioned it earlier, that the week between Christmas and New Year's is the craziest week at, at the parks. And that's true for both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. So if that's the only week that you can go and you want to go during the holidays, it's just something to keep in mind that it is going to be really crazy. And so you are going to have to make sure that you sort of plan your trip around the chaos and and you may not be able to see and do everything but you know what it's your honeymoon and it's not about seeing and doing everything it's just sort of about enjoying that time together and your new married life right so I would just try to be prepared for that yeah and New Year's Eve is already pretty romantic if you're there on your honeymoon with your spouse you finally have someone to kiss when the ball drops (laughs) (laughs) and if you're in Disney even better you get to see these fantastic fireworks show they do at all the different parks on the east coast and at Disneyland on the west coast Um, my hot tip would be that we've found for a couple times we have gone on New Year's Day right when the park opens and boy it is like the perfect time to go to the park because everybody was there the night before they're all gone and passed out now nobody's Mm -hmm. in the parks and but you're celebrating the first day of a new year with your new husband or wife at the happiest place on earth (laughs) that's a great tip we've been there that day too and it's it's wonderful to just be able to sort of walk around and you do have that rejuvenated feeling of it being a new year and what better place to be than your happy place and I wonder if that tip doesn't work at Walt Disney World because Disneyland is such a locals park that it, the crowds New Year's Eve are all locals and then they go home. But at Disney World, people are staying there for a longer time. So they buy gum, they force themselves out of bed on New Year's Day and they drag into the parks. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine it wouldn't be as busy as New Year's Eve because I don't really think anything can be. Right. Um, but that's another tip, too, is that if you are going to the parks on New Year's Eve, just make sure you get there early so that they don't you know, filled a capacity. Um, But (laughs) back to New Year's Day, I think really for Walt Disney World, it would probably depend on what day of the week New Year's Day landed on, you know, to to sort of determine how many people are still there and how many people are jumping on their planes to go back home. Right. Good point. Where at Disneyland, um, most of the people that are going to be there New Year's Eve are local. And so they're not going to be coming back on New Year's Day. (laughs) So hopefully we've come up with some ideas for you if you're thinking about maybe planning to have your wedding around a holiday or trying to decide whether you should go before or after a particularly crowded time, or maybe you're not even sure when you want to have your wedding and honeymoon and you think, well, maybe I'll try out one of these holidays. Hopefully we've given you some great ideas for different fun honeymoony kinds of things that you can do when you are at Walt Disney World and Disneyland during their special events and their holiday celebrations. Thanks for joining me, Christy. Thanks for having me, Carrie. It was great chatting with you. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's fairy tale weddings questions, 
check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>